It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The good teams embrace the boring. They don't find the simple boring. And that's something this young Magic team is still trying to figure out how they measured up or didn't against the Philadelphia 76ers. Plus, it's a time to hit the panic button. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Magic today is January 20th, 2024. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Philadelphia 76ers just dominate the Orlando Magic once again. Why this was a game that was a measuring stick and showed the Magic how far they still have to go. We'll talk about the difference between a team like the Sixers and a team like the Magic coming up in just a moment. Plus, we'll ask whether it's time to hit the panic button as the Magic are now officially closer to the nine seed than they are the four seed. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by our friends at PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. So when you look at the Eastern Conference standings, um, there is a clear group of three that's above everybody else. Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, they have created significant or fairly significant breathing room over the rest of the conference. And, and frankly, all due respect to the Miami Heat, who lost Atlanta Hawks, by the way, um, all due respect to the Miami Heat, I don't think anybody sees anyone challenging or, or any other team in the Eastern Conference presents the same kind of challenges, the same kind of attention that the Sixers present. Joel Embiid is not going to be eligible to win MVP, but he is having an MVP season. Um, he, if if he were if he's still eligible, but if he were to be eligible, he'd get my vote for MVP. There is just nothing you can do to stop the guy, and a lot of the attention obviously for the magic defensively was put on Joel Embiid and, and it didn't matter how much defense they threw at him. He beat it. Um, you know, 36 points yeah, 26, I think at the half, like he, he beat the magic up, but look, that's not where the, they lost this game. Um, that's not where the magic lost this game. Magic lost this game by giving up 32 to Tyrese Maxey, 22 to Tobias Harris, turning the ball over 16 times. The Magic did not play a clean game. 
and and you know that's that's this was a veteran team beating a young team at, at, at its core. That's what we saw with this game, and and it's something we've seen over and over again against the elite teams, against some of these elite teams that the Magic have struggled with. They have gone to the same play over and over again and dared even a good defense like the Magic to beat them, to not get bored with it. Wendell Carter said it after the game. These teams, these great teams, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Nuggets were the ones he singled out, but these great teams, they don't do anything overly complex. They have have great players. They don't have to. I mean, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. What they do, though, is they don't get bored with the details. They don't get bored doing the same thing over and over again. They don't get bored, you know, just trying this, just doing what works. They don't get bored doing the simple. And that was a clear difference. So much of of the Magic's issues, and we'll get to some of the other issues, some of the bigger picture issues, but so much of the issues in this game came down to the Magic trying to force a pass into traffic. Trying to make an extra pass, not challenging a shooter, not taking the easy layup and going for a home run play. This is what young teams do struggle to learn. And so some of this is, is, is of course, expected, and some of this is natural, that there's going to be some struggle, that there's going to be some issue, there's going to be something that that this team has to still learn and grow from. And, and so this is a great growing experience, as, as, as bad as it is to say that at, at this juncture of the season. But what we saw was a Magic team that did get bored with the simple, that, that really struggled to do the simple in general, that allowed a Philadelphia team to disrupt their offense, to take the ball out of Paolo Bancaro's hands at every turn. That, because you know, they did get superstar calls on occasion. The Magic fouled them for the most part. Um, but they allowed that to frustrate them, to feel like they had ground to make up. At the end of the day, the Philadelphia 76ers beat the Orlando Magic on Friday because the Magic felt like they had to play up to the Sixers instead of playing their game. The Sixers just played their game. They just did what they do. And that's the difference in, in between these two teams. Look, if everything goes right for the Orlando Magic, if you know they're three games back now, I think a fourth. Um, if everything goes right for the Orlando Magic, this is the team we're going to see in the playoffs. This is the team the Magic are going to have to measure themselves against. Eventually, this is the team the Magic are going to have to surpass to get where they want to be. And yeah, some of that's going to come because Franz Wagner will be healthy and playing. Some of that's going to come because Paolo Bancaro is a superstar player that can beat any defense that's thrown at him, which he certainly did, you know, certainly struggled to assert himself in this game. And we're going to talk about that when we get to the box score coming up in a minute. There's a lot of internal growth still to go, just as much as there's external additions that need to be made for the Magic to reach that level. But this is where the Magic are trying to get. And I'm going to be very intentional about this. Everything we're doing is thinking about April right now. We want to make the playoffs. We want to be a playoff team. This is the team we're going to face. It's either this, Milwaukee, or Boston, essentially, unless they get to the four seed. But generally, if the Magic do have the kind of second half of the season that we're expecting, this is the team we're going to face in the playoffs. This is our first-round opponent. And obviously, Joel Embiid's Joel Embiid. But this is also a, a statement in a situation where 
the Magic have to step up to the plate. Where the Magic have to show that they can do the little things. That they can protect the ball. That they can break pressure defense. That they can find a way to score and execute even when the even when the first option is not there. They're certainly going to have to do that when they get to the playoffs. They're going to have to prove that they can frustrate and slow down Joel Embiid. And they certainly did that in the second half more than the first. They're going to have to prove that they can slow down the transition, that they can shut down other weapons on the Sixers. Because again, Joel Embiid's going to do what Joel Embiid's going to do. The Magic, I don't want to say they played good defense because he shot the ball so incredibly well, but they largely kept him on the perimeter. They largely kept him to mid-range jumpers. And they struggled to find the right balance for physicality because they fouled a lot. And that was really what killed them. Uh, and, and, and they had some just bad fouls that they can't give up, like an over-the-back, like a Wendell Carter or Goga Batadze can't waste a foul on an over-the-back and on the offensive end. Um, that was their big mistake, but you know they had to play very hands-off because of that early foul trouble, and that allowed Embiid to just shoot easy jumpers. But you'd rather him shoot jumpers than work in the paint. And when you you know That's where you get in trouble. And, and the Magic, I think, largely executed their game plan uh, to limit, to have him shoot mid-range jumpers. And, it, it, you know, again, he killed them with it. But where the Sixers team got them was getting out and transition off turnovers. Uh, they got them in Tyrese Maxey getting downhill and, and forcing fouls, or Tobias Harris doing the same, because the Magic won a lot of other areas of this game. And I'm going to repeat this. The Magic are doing a lot of really good things right now, and and and, and the pieces just aren't fitting together. And we're going to talk a little bit about why they're not in, in a moment, in, in a little bit. But it's all about these details. It's all about understanding. And it was the same deal against the Hawks. It's all about the margins. It's all about the little things that add up to the end of the game. And right now, this hurt, this recovering, this young Magic team is missing all of it. To be successful in this league, you cannot get bored with the simple. You have to be able to do the simple things well. You know, Process over results, all that stuff. You've got to be able to do the simple well. And that's where a team like the Sixers have a team like the Magic beat. We're going to chat a little bit. We're going to go through the box score coming up here in just a moment. Then we'll ask if it's time to hit the panic button after the Magic lose another game. And again, inch closer to nine than they are to four. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players who are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Today we're going to go... With Gigi Jackson, you might be thinking, who's Gigi Jackson? I haven't heard about him since the draft. Well, Memphis right now is struggling. Injuries to John Morant, injuries to Marcus Smart, injuries to Desmond Bain, and Gigi can do it. He's shown flashes, and he should be someone managers can look to grab to see how Memphis deploys him. The Magic will see the Memphis Grizzlies on Friday, so put him on your scouting report. If you're looking for a Magic player, here's my Magic pick for Fantasy Player of the Week. I'd be looking at Wendell Carter. We'll get to the box score in a second, but Wendell Carter had a very nice game against Philadelphia 76 with 25 points. He's had his he had back-to-back 10-point games for the first time this season. 
on Monday and Wednesday, add another 10-point game. Wendell Carter is starting to look like Wendell Carter that we believe we would get. And it's only a matter of time before he's back in the starting lineup and back playing regular minutes. He played 26 minutes. Again, his minutes continue to increase as he gets back, and he should. And the Magic should be putting him in the starting lineup. Very, very We'll talk about that in a minute. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. If you have, um, if you have a ride or die that needs the part to keep working, eBay Motors is the place to go. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fits, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you covering tw- here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. Okay. Let's run through the box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Philadelphia 76ers, 124-109. Um, the score certainly suggests that this game was a huge margin, and, and, and it was. I think the final score is probably fair. Um, Orlando did stay in this game for a long time. They were down 5 with about 5.35 minutes to go in the third quarter. Then they gave up a 12-3 run uh, to end that quarter, ended it down 13 uh, or down 14, whatever the number was. Um, and that's kind of how the game ended. The Magic just kind of lost, you know, contact, lost touch with Philadelphia. Honestly, like, again, this is my thing. It's 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 ending quarters. It's these little things. There's a five-minute stretch to start the second quarter. The Magic did a really good job closing the first quarter. They took a two-point lead heading into the first quarter. Embiid sat for the first five minutes of that fourth of that second quarter. And instead of expanding that lead with a bench group that was playing very well and scoring the ball well, the Magic were only up one when Embiid checked back in the game. And that allowed the Sixers to finish the quarter strong. They were up eight at the half. That, to Honestly, to me, that was the ball game. And then in the fourth quarter, Embiid was out. The Sixers expanded that lead out to 22. And the Sixers play a lot faster when Embiid's off the floor. So it's a little bit different. There's just this wild difference between how they play when Embiid's on and off the floor. But those are the moments. Like, you know, we talked, you know, we talked after Wednesday's loss to the Hawks. We talked about the margins and, and these little things, like the games within the game. This is a big one. When the star is out, you know, this Magic team really loves to talk about its depth. They're bringing Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter off the bench right now. You know, Joe Ingles is in that group. They have, they're doing a lot of good things again, but they're not like expanding these leads when they have to expand them, you know, with, you know, I, 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 I'm sure I noted when Trey Young was out of the game against the Hawks. Um, you know, they, they, the Hawks do a good job making sure one of Trey or Dejounte Murray is on the floor at all times. But with Joel Embiid off the floor, Tyrese Maxey was on the floor. The Magic really struggled to to extend and expand that lead, and and that 
to me, that was the game. That's when I knew the Magic were in trouble because that's when, you know, you have momentum on your side, you have control, and all of a sudden it just kind of let, lets go. And, and and again, it wasn't like some big thing. They, they, they broke even. Um, a two-point lead down to a one-point lead when Embiid stepped back in, but you knew that was trouble with the way the Magic were struggling to defend Embiid, that he was going to be able to carry the Sixers out to a lead and you, and you lose some opportunity to, to kind of pick up ground. Again, these are the little things that matter. In a playoff series, that's gonna matter. You know, if you're if the Magic do end up playing Philadelphia in their in their play in a playoff series, you gotta win the minutes when Embiid's off the floor. Like, period. Like that has to happen. Just like this, you know, the Sixers know they have to win the minutes when Palo's off the floor, when Franz is off the floor. Like, you gotta find a way to win those minutes. And that's the kind of stuff that decides games. Um this game, though, was a really, really rough one for the Orlando Magic up and down. Um, you know, they, they did a good job staying in it. The offense kept pace for a good chunk of this game, but we know that's not sustainable. We know that this team thrives on its defense. And look, Embiid was Embiid. He was really good. He shot over, over contests. The Magic really struggled to find where the line was for fouling. It was a little soft for my liking. I think he got away with a lot of soft fouls. They were fouls. You know, the refs called it consistently, but... I think the Magic were looking to be a little bit more, looking for a little bit more of a physical game. Certainly, I thought Philadelphia played really physical, and fouls that Embiid got were not fouls the Magic got. But again, it's not about the officials. The Magic really struggled to execute. The Magic really struggled to get good shots. I thought they played really slow, and I know Orlando likes to play a little slower, um, but I thought they were getting into their sets really slowly. Um, the pace just was not good. Uh, and and that's that's been a consistent struggle for this team, especially uh, over the last uh, few weeks. Um, let's start with Wendell Carter, though. Wendell Carter, 25 points, 9 for 13 shooting, 6 for 7 from the foul line, 11 rebounds, including 6 offensive rebounds. Uh, did have 3 turnovers, so that's that, that's the only concern with him. But Wendell Carter looks ready to go, man. He, he played 26-02 in this game, played 24 on Wednesday. Wendell Carter needs to be starting. It's time. This is the Wendell Carter that the Magic signed, you know, the Magic had last year. We're starting to see him get back to where he was last year, not before the injury, last year. Um, he is reliable. He is versatile offensively. He's versatile defensively. I thought he did the best job of anyone on Joel Embiid. Um, you know, he just does a good job holding his ground, does a good job kind of taking the bumps from Embiid, forcing him to those mid-range jumpers. And if he makes them, he makes them. So what? Um, you know, everyone struggled with where to place their hands. It, it, it was a tough night on Embiid, but... I did like the effort that Carter put in and, you know, he was really active. He wasn't afraid to challenge Embiid. And I think that was one of the big issues in this game was the magic felt really afraid. It looked like they were tiptoeing around Embiid, just like, you know, they were tiptoeing around Gobert a couple weeks ago. You can't play like that. You can't play scared like that. And, and that was a huge issue in this game. You know, Orlando did get 42 points in the paint, which is low for them. They got beat in the paint 46, 42, um, they did get 18 second chance points. So, you know, there was a physicality there, but overall Orlando, it, it, it just felt like Orlando was tiptoeing around uh, Embiid. And, and I think Carter was really the only one who wasn't afraid to attack him and wasn't afraid to kind of be in that space with Embiid um, at, at any time. Um, Jalen Suggs had 16 points, but shot five for 13 from the floor. Uh, had a crazy block. Um, I, I didn't think this was a particularly good Jalen Suggs game. You know, he had some shots here and there, but, Really struggled finishing at the basket. You know, he he got downhill a little bit, a little bit, but definitely sped up. Um, I, I didn't like this game from from Suggs at all. Um, Paolo Bancaro, fourteen points, five for twelve shooting, four for four from from the foul line, eight rebounds, six assists. 
did have three turnovers, a little bit of the, you know, that was, that was one of the issues, you know, he's dealing with the double teams and, and, and kind of that and trying to get others involved, but got to give Philadelphia a lot of credit defensively. They did a really good job making sure he saw multiple bodies denying him from even getting the ball, you know, from the tip Philadelphia was um, pressing um, denying the ball to both Suggs and Bancaro. Their whole strategy was to make Chuma Okeke and Caleb Houston involved in this offense. And Chuma had eight points on three for four shooting. He played well. Caleb Houston scoreless over three from the four over two from beyond the arc. He did not play well. And then Caleb struggled a ton um, since his big game against Atlanta a few weeks ago. Uh, the, the whole design for, for Philadelphia was to keep those guys involved. And we're going to talk about why that is actually a huge problem for this team. Joe Ingles with nine points, three for six shooting, three for three from deep, but scored all that uh, in the first half as the Magic came back and, and, and took control in the second quarter. Um, Some balanced scoring, Marco Fultz had seven. Jonathan Isaac had, set, had a seven as well. Uh, Anthony Black had seven coming in in the fourth quarter. It was good to see him back out on the floor. Anthony Black needs to play. He is really, really good. Uh, he just makes winning plays. He plays with energy. He understands his role. He understands what he's capable of. Does not really play uh, above or beyond that. So a lot to like from Anthony Black. Uh, again, like we'll talk a little bit about rotation issues here uh, in a minute. But Goga Batadze, only two points. He played 15 and a half minutes. Struggled with foul trouble. Uh, and again, Chumo KK with eight as well. Jed Howard made returns to the roster. Five points and, and garbage time at the end of the game. But, but good to see there. Orlando, again, turns the ball over 16 times for 21 Philadelphia points. That was a huge difference in this game. Philadelphia, only eight turnovers for 14 points. Um, just looking at, you know, kind of the things that I look at. Uh, Philadelphia also had 16 offensive rebounds for 24 second chance points. Those were the killer ones. Philadelphia, again, kind of first to a lot of loose balls and a lot of long rebounds, a lot of those 50-50 balls, just like Atlanta was Wednesday. That cost you in the long run. So the Orlando Magic really struggle in this one. Just not a great effort. Not a great effort. Not a great game. Just... Felt like they got really, really frustrated. And and that is part of the story right now. Um, this is a little bit of a frustrated team right now. And so we have to ask the question as this team continues to kind of lose distance and lose touch with the playoff race, is it time to panic? Well, I, I'm an optimist. And I say not yet. But we'll talk about some issues they do have to resolve to get back on track. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at PrizePix. Look, daily fantasy games can be really confusing. They can be really hard. Salary cap systems are weird. Point systems are weird. You want simple. Simple always wins. And with PrizePix, it couldn't get any simpler. All you have to do is pick two to six players and say whether they will score more or less than their projected score. If you think Paolo Bancaro is going to recover on Sunday and score 23 and a half points, you just say he'll score more than 23 and a half points. It's that easy. And with the NFL playoffs this, this weekend, you can take a look at some of the special offers they have that combine football and basketball, such as Travis Kelsey at and LeBron James at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. That just adds more spice and fun to your sports watching weekend. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so your entries can stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform to offer an injury insurance policy like this. So here's all you have to do. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, 
Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use that code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit matchup up to $100. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, you know, we are in a weird spot with this Orlando Magic team. Um, Midway through the season, we're all kind of looking back and reflecting on what we've seen from the season so far, looking ahead to the final 41 games. You know, we're we're at the turn. You know, we're we're getting ready to turn back toward home and and get ready to end this season. It's going to come fast. You know, we're now nine games away from the trade deadline. You know, we're three weeks away from the All-Star, or three, four weeks away from the All-Star break. You know, we're, we're getting there. Um, and obviously we're taking some moments to reflect. We're going to do first half reflections, first half MVP set questions for the third quarter season. We're going to do that next week when the mad, because the magic do have a little bit of time off here between, uh, between, uh, games Monday and Friday. Um, they play Sunday against Miami, Monday against Cleveland, two very big games. And then they will be Friday at Memphis. So we're going to have some time to kind of take a step back and reflect on the season so far, but the magic is struggling right now. They, they've lost seven of their last 10 games. They've lost, I think it was 12 of their last 18. Um, this team has gone from a group that felt like a surefire team to make the playoffs, the, one of the darlings of the league, to a team that is, I don't think, in any danger of missing the play-in tournament. Like, they really have to collapse, and we'd be asking some much bigger questions. But to a team that, you know, is comfortably ahead... Um, in the race to, to, to play in the seven, eight game, but not a shirt. And, and, you know, they're losing some ground and losing some touch with the teams ahead of them. Um, a four seed is not impossible. They're three games behind that falling to the nine, 10 game is not impossible. They're two and a half games ahead of that. And so there is still obviously a lot of work to do. And we're in the toughest part of the schedule right now. The magic still do have the easiest remaining schedule by opponent win percentage in the league. That does not really take effect though, until after a five game road trip that begins next Monday in Dallas, one week from Monday in Dallas, there's a five game road trip and the magic are going to get a lot of home games heading into the all-star break, heading into heading after the all-star break. We got an eight game homestand coming up. Um, There's going to be plenty of opportunities to pick up wins. On top of that, yes, we are expecting Franz Wagner to be back any game now. Um, really, it's just about clearing the final uh, final injury protocol. And when the Magic are finally whole and they finally have Franz Wagner back, we should see this team take some significant leaps. And, and honestly, like I am still seeing some really good things from the Orlando Magic. Um, I think their defense has really started to round into form. You know, this game notwithstanding against Philadelphia, defense has really started to come into form. Wendell Carter looks like Wendell Carter again. This is not October Wendell Carter who really struggled. Um, This looks like April Wendell Carter. This looks like the guy that we believe could be the anchor for this team defensively. Um, 
Markel Fultz is starting to look a little bit more like Markel Fultz every game and every single day. So long way to go for him. I think there's still fair questions to ask about him. Uh, but I, I do like what I'm seeing from Markel Fultz. But obviously, none of that matters. The only thing that matters right now is winning. Um, you know, we've said I've said this. I still stand by this. The only thing that matters now is preparing for April. And you can't prepare for April if you don't make it to April. Um, and by April, I mean the playoffs. Um, not the play-in, the playoffs. We want to make the playoffs. I don't want, I don't, you know, I don't care if it's a seven or eight seed. I don't, you don't want to miss that opportunity, to miss that learning experience. And, and frankly, at this point, losing in the play-in tournament would be a failure um, at this point. Uh, I think I think we could safely say that this team needs to be in a seven-game series. That's going to teach them everything they need to know. And so it's not time to hit the panic button yet. There are clearly things the Magic have to do and should do to get back to who they are. And it starts with getting Franz Wagner back. Um, look, Paolo Bancaro has had to carry a ridiculously heavy burden. Teams have been throwing double and triple teams his, his way. It's unfair to ask, ask him to do that. And that is part of the flaw of this roster is, A, they don't have enough shooting to give those guys space, but they rely heavily on Paolo and Franz for a lot of things. And if you take one of those players out of the equation – the Jenga tower topples, um, you know, it, 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 this thing is held up, not, not by, you know, string and paper, like this team's capable of winning. They, they could have beaten Miami. They could have beaten uh, Atlanta. So they're, they, they beat New York on the road. They're capable of winning, but it feels very thin um, because of the way this roster is constructed and, and just kind of how one dimensional a lot of players are. And, and that, that's cer certainly a concern and certainly a reason to think about, how this roster is built and how this roster is going to continue to grow as the season moves on. Having said all that, this magic team does have to do something. This magic team cannot just keep trotting out the same group and the same players and, and expect things to change. Um, I'm not here calling for a trade. Uh, I, I've made this very, very clear. I don't think the magic should do anything to save the season. Um, they shouldn't be making a panic move to make the playoffs this year. That's not the goal. The goal is to make the playoffs this year, make the playoffs next year, make the playoffs the year after, and advance in the playoffs. And, and ultimately, any move this team makes at the deadline in the offseason, and they certainly have moves that they have to make, anything they do has to be focused on that, uh, on that long-term vision, on that big goal. It's about being good now and in the future. And so that that has to be the guiding light for this team. And, I, and I, I still think that that is ultimately what the Magic are looking to do. They're not looking to get an expiring that they don't intend to keep. Um, if they if they trade for a Buddy Heald, if they trade for Tyus Jones, those are guys they're keeping. Those are guys that are part of this future. And again, my belief is, besides shooting, we don't know what this team really needs. Um, I, I think the experiment that we've seen with Jalen Suggs as the point guard tells us we probably do need a point guard, you know, and, 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 and that's why I think immediately the magic have to change their starting lineup. Um, I don't think this is rocket science, but the numbers, the numbers it mostly continues to say that the, the sample sizes are too small. The numbers do say that that starting group with Caleb Houston and Shuma Okeke is at least breaking even. 
Um, but it's not by much. And, and, and it was only really because of a good game against Atlanta. It, it, it really struggled, especially offensively. And so while I think there's at least some logic saying Chuma's a decent shooter, Caleb's a decent shooter, that should spread the floor enough. What that team, what that group and what that team is missing are creators, are guys who make, who get downhill, force action, force a defense to collapse and can kick out. Paolo's the only one that can do it. And ultimately, ultimately, like, ultimately what we need to see is Wendell Carter back in the starting lineup and Mark L. Fultz or Anthony Black in the starting lineup. Those are the two changes that have to be made and they have to be made Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I I get where Jamal Mosley's coming from. I get the rationalization of why he's trying this lineup. I understand everything about continuity, about consistency, about guys knowing where the minutes are going to come. I'll even understand a little bit about trying to control player minutes, but at the end of the day, it has to be about who Jamal Mosley trusts. Markel Fultz played 30 minutes on Wednesday. He played 22 on Friday. Wendell Carter played 26. We know who he trusts. We know who Mosley's going to turn to. And ultimately, we know what this team's ideal starting lineup is. This team's ideal starting lineup is Markel Fultz, or at least with this group. I want to make that clear. You know, I, I don't know if that's the future starting lineup, but if we have to play a game tomorrow and everybody's healthy, the Magic starting lineup is Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter. Um, whether or not Wagner plays Sunday, there's still a chance. Uh, it's not looking likely, but there's still a chance. Um, he's almost certainly will play Friday in Memphis. Um, we know that's the lineup they're eventually going to get to. I don't understand at this juncture with Carter and Fultz being back now for about a week and them both playing close to regular minutes. I don't understand why that's just not what they're going with, why that's not just the lineup they play with. Um, Let's get back to our regular rotation. Let's start setting up our regular rotation for whenever Franz gets back and being the team that we know that they're going to be. At this point, you're kind of playing with one hand tied behind your back. And again, it's not that Chuma and Caleb have played poorly. Caleb can't hit a shot right now, and that is essentially his only value. And, and so I hate to say it, but we got to pull the plug on that. It's been five games. You, you know, entered he entered Friday's game, I think, seven for his last 32 threes. Like, really bad percentage. Um, Chuma Okeke has played really well. And if you need someone to stand in for Franz for now, I'm fine leaving OKK in the lineup. He's played really good defense. He's been willing and capable of shooting threes. You know, I'm I'm fine with that. And then setting up your rotation as if Franz is back. We got to do it. It's time. It's time to set up for this ideal version of this team. Because this ain't working. The Magic are losing games. They're hemorrhaging losses. They got to get ready for who they are. And that's the big thing. This isn't about panicking. This is about just returning to who you are. And, and, and at least the ideas or beliefs of what the best version of this team is. It's not time to panic yet. This team is still doing a lot of really good things. Um, they're still capable. But they've got to, they've got to change something or because they're starting to, they're just, they're just hemorrhaging right now. And they're struggling to just keep a grip and win these little battles that they have to win. That's that's ultimately where I'm at with this. I, I agree. The Caleb Chuma lineup is not working. 
And so it's, it's just time. It's, you know, whether Franz is back or not, Markel and Wendell are the guys you trust. You know, go with them. It's time. That's going to do it for me today. Today, though, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them based on podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Don't forget as well to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. You can find that at patreon.com slash Hub. We will see you next on Sunday evening, Monday morning, to talk about the Orlando Magic's game against the Miami Heat. It is a big one. I am willing to say it is a must-win game. The Magic need to get some wins against the Heat. They need to get a win, period. They need to just feel good about themselves. Big back-to-back against Cleveland, two teams you're directly competing with. It's a big one. So let's bring the noise to the Kia Center and see the Magic take on the Heat. That is Sunday at 6 p.m. We'll talk to you after that game. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.